Welcome to the Blue Jeans Christian Weekly Podcast, where we will take your faith and the powerful Word of God and make them as practical and relevant to your job, home, and hobbies as your favorite pair of blue jeans are on a Saturday. This podcast is about practical application of Scripture to your daily life. That's why we use the metaphor, put the Bible on like blue jeans, and go to work in a way that's glorifying to God. This is Kevin Brownlee, and as most of you know, if you've listened to very many of these podcasts, I like to ride mountain bikes. And in the winter, we usually head south so that we can keep riding. Southern Utah, Sedona, Arizona area, Tucson area. We've even ridden in the winter in Bentonville, Arkansas, which is probably one of our favorites. But we're here in southern Utah now, as I record this, and the trails have been really dusty because when we got here, there was rain for probably five months, I think they said. So the trails are somewhat difficult to ride because it's very soft and dusty and it's hard to get good traction. Then when it does rain, because there's clay in the soil, it's virtually unrideable because it just piles up on your tires, and then you leave tracks, and that's not good. And it's like riding on grease, so you just avoid it. Until that moisture dries just enough so that it's packed and moist, (laughs) and it doesn't stick to your tires. And that kind of dirt gives you the best riding experience. In fact, when it's like that, when it's packed, and just a little bit moist so you can get some grip, but you don't slip because it's not muddy. It's called Hero Dirt. He makes you ride like a hero. <laughs> I love it when it's like that. And the other day as I'm riding on that Hero Dirt, I got to thinking, that word hero is really cool. I was thinking about some of my heroes, or people that are called heroes, And, of course, I was wondering, is it possible for me to be a hero? Can you be a hero? Could we be a hero to Jesus? I mean, he certainly is my number one hero, (laughs) but I had a lot more than that. But would he call me a hero? How about you? Anyway, I thought I would do a podcast about being a hero or being somebody that maybe others could call a hero. And maybe, just maybe, Jesus would call you a hero. A lot of people make New Year's resolutions. Maybe that's a good one to work on this year. And it's the start of 2022. As I say that, it's kind of like saying the year 2020 also 2022, T-O-O. Get it? (laughs) Oh, no. We're going to go through all this again. Well, that's okay, because we are, as Christians, soldiers in an army that is guaranteed victory. And a lot of the things that are going on out in the world today are of and from an army that will be defeated, as we read in Scripture in the book of Revelation. We're on the winning side. Always remember that, okay? (laughs) Don't be discouraged by what you hear going on in this present age. Keep our focus on things to come. And the incredible leader 
that will bring that victory. Of course, I'm talking about Jesus, and this podcast is going to be the beginning of a series. And the series is how you can be a hero in your job or career, at home, and with friends. You see, we look up to, are inspired by, and learn from people who have been through tough and exceptional training and accomplished some sort of victory, you know, got through something victoriously. Folks who put in the learning and the training, including the cost and the effort, and then relied on that training to accomplish great things, to become heroes. They are diligent to train, probably to the highest standards, and then accomplish great things for the benefit of others. A person who was admired for their courage, their outstanding achievements, or noble qualities are heroes, especially during trying times or adverse conditions or adversaries, right? Why do heroes become heroes? I think it's because of duty to a cause they believe in, or obedience to a set of standards, or even a devotion to a leader, or maybe all of those. And I think you'll notice something about heroes. They always do this that I just described amidst the presence, persistence, or purveyance of a threat, of a threat, either a bad guy or a bad situation or a bad system that is kind of like a growing cancer, and heroes aim to overcome those. They rise above them and actually do more than just get through them and are not affected by that cancer's threat. This threat can be, you know, personal or physical to them individually, maybe a health issue or something in their personal life or family life, or maybe it's societal or a governmental system that is this cancer's threat. It doesn't matter what that threat is, heroes Get through it. Get through it victoriously and rise above it for God's glory and purpose. You, my friends, can be and should be a hero. In the next few podcasts, I'm going to try to teach you how to be that hero. And my aim is twofold. So that no matter what the threat is in your life, You will not stumble spiritually, and so you can burst into heaven victoriously with your arms raised high in joy and celebration, looking right away to hug Jesus and thank Him, not limp into heaven wounded by the world. You, my dear friends, and I use that term not knowing most of you, but some of you I do, 
and I think all of you I can call friends. Dear friends, by listening to this podcast right here, at this moment, you have come to a crossroad. And you have to decide, am I going to burst into heaven victoriously or limp in, wounded, discouraged, tired, and maybe even upset? So if you're ready to be a hero, and heroes will burst into heaven victoriously, joyously, again, so happy to see Jesus and looking forward to giving him a hug and want your goal for the rest of your life to be that kind of entrance into heaven, then keep listening to this and the next several podcasts and resolve to the fact that it's going to take a little bit of effort. (laughs) And we're going to do this by four specific things. To be a hero, you have to do these four things. The first is... Understand that training takes time and effort. Training to be a hero is a lot of work, but believe me, it is worth it. You have to give, by self-discipline, that effort. You know, one of the fruits of the Spirit that's mentioned in Galatians 5 is self-discipline. Fruit of the Spirit That means it comes from the Holy Spirit. You may not have enough self-discipline to get through the training yourself, but because of who you're being a hero to and the cause you're going to be a hero for, the Holy Spirit will help you to have the self-discipline to get through the training. So I would suggest asking daily for help from God with self-discipline. The self-discipline to schedule the time to do this training. Make it as much a part of your day as taking a shower or eating. And it's not going to take a lot of time. That's good news, right? I'm talking 20 minutes a day, five days a week. You can do that to be a hero. I mean, think about the most important thing is how you arrive at heaven. Okay, that's the second most important thing. (laughs) The first important thing is making sure you are going to be in heaven. And if you don't know that, call me or text me or email me and we'll have a conversation about that. So the second most important thing is how you arrive in heaven. And remember, if you've listened to many of these podcasts, you will know that I say that On this side of heaven, you are working on your resume. That when you get to heaven, Jesus will pull out and say, Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the presence of your Lord and the job that I have for you, that you will be doing for eternity. It's a perfect job for you. Because you, looking at your resume, because you have been faithful In some little things, I'm going to put you in charge of some big things. So you have proven to me that you have done what's required to do this job. And you will absolutely love to do this every day. So spend 20 minutes a day working on these things. Working on your training 
and maybe even your resume. Okay? The second thing is to establish in your mind and maybe even your innermost parts, way down deep, the cause, the standards, and the leader you are devoted to. Your inspiration. Okay, remember, heroes adhere to that. That cause, those standards, and the leader are what they wholeheartedly believe in and gives them the gumption. Yes, I said gumption. That's a better word than fortitude. (laughs) And especially a better word than impetus. (laughs) But that gumption comes from the cause, the standards, and the leader that they're devoted to and why they are able to become heroes. The third thing that heroes do is they follow a set of sequences or accomplishments that build on each other, pointing towards a goal. And we will establish what that goal is and what those sequences or accomplishments that build on each other are. And again, we'll get that from God's Word and especially the first chapter of Second Peter. And lastly, the fourth is we're going to allow the use of reminders and embrace those reminders. In Second Peter chapter 1, verses 12 through 15, Peter says that he goes through these lists and writes these things down as a reminder, reminding you, and to remind you. He uses the three different ways that word is written. And he insinuates that you need to be reminded of something important at least three times, and maybe for the rest of your life. You see, in Old Testament times, whenever some major event happened, the people, or God would have the people, build a reminder of some sort, whether that be a statue or a monument or a big old pile of rocks. (laughs) They would do that to remind of the event that just happened. And a lot of times it was how God was faithful to them. And we all need a reminder of that because that's what helps us to move forward because God is the same yesterday as he is today as he will be tomorrow. And it's good to have reminders of how faithful God was to us in the past because that'll help us to get through today and tomorrow's. So we're going to focus a lot on what Peter has to say even though we will use other references from Scripture. But we're going to focus on Peter because I think he's most like me. (laughs) He's most like a lot of you. He was a blue-collar, hard-working guy. He was married. He was trying so hard to provide for his wife and to build a home there. Sometimes he did a lot of stuff that he probably shouldn't have, but he thought it was right at the time. He worked long hours. He tried to do some things that were like, sort of get-rich-quick kind of things. He had some side hustles going on. (laughs) And he was kind of foul-mouthed every now and then when he got angry (laughs) or frustrated. And he was really concerned about what other people thought of him, sometimes to the point of even lying to protect himself. You know, he did that three times before the rooster crowed. 
And when he got frustrated, if things weren't going very well, he just went back to, back to his first job, what he knew best. Went back to fishing after Jesus died on the cross. And Peter let the world get to him, inform him, and bother him. And I think Peter's a lot like us, right? We're hardworking. We're doing everything we can to provide. And we are concerned what other people think of us. And we still love Jesus dearly. And we get upset with ourselves when we let him down. Well, Peter learned a lot from those life lessons. And he knows that there's a lot of people like him. So he wrote how to get through tough times and cancer in society or in life. And how to adhere to the right side of things. And that there is strength and courage and power in that knowledge. He starts out by calling himself a bondservant. And I want you to be a bondservant too. That's part of the training right off the bat. It's like the first day of class. <laughs> you have to realize that you need to be a bond servant of Jesus Christ. Now, what does that bond servant word mean? It means a slave that is bonded to somebody, to their master. A bond servant in the Old Testament times was a servant that had to either work out a debt or work to earn money or work to earn the guy's daughter in marriage. Anyway, he had to had to do something for, I'll oh, say, six years or so. And he had to be that person's servant or slave. So he worked for that master for six years. And then after that, he could go free. The debt was paid. He served his time or he was able to then purchase a part of the farm or take that owner's or master's daughter in marriage. But if he chose, he could stay working for that master, totally devoted to that master, partly, if not mostly, because the master took such good care of him. So if that slave or servant decided to spend the rest of his life working for that master because he was devoted to him, they would do some sort of a little ceremony where they would take that servant over to the door of the master's house and using a, a pick or an awl, they would pierce his ear to the door frame of the house. And then he would always wear an earring in that ear to show that he was a bond servant to that master. He willfully chose to be a slave or servant to that master. And that earring was a kind of a badge of honor, both to the servant and to the master, because the master knew that he was doing his job so well <laughs> as, a, as a master that the servant wanted to serve him forever. So it was a kind of a badge of honor for both. And that's what Peter says he is, and we should be too, totally devoted to Jesus as our master. And that is a badge of honor for us and to Jesus when we call ourselves a bondservant to Jesus Christ. 
Okay, let's look at verse 2 in 2 Peter 1, and then we'll call it good for this episode. We'll continue next time. It says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Grace and peace. Grace is a Greek salutation, and peace was a Jewish salutation. But there's much more to these two words than salutation. So a hero must realize that grace and peace is at your disposal. And we get it through the knowledge that Jesus gives us. Probably from his word, the Bible, and from how he acted and how he dealt with people and situations and the problems and hardships and even the cancer type things that were going on in his time. You know, the government was the Roman government and... They were very oppressive of the Jewish people. And just like today, grace and peace are both highly sought after items. (laughs) What is grace? What What does that even mean? Well, I like to use the acronym for grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. So because of what Jesus did on the cross for us, We can see the grace from God. Forgiveness. It's going to be okay. (laughs) Even though you're not perfect, that's all right. Jesus makes sure you're going to be in heaven and that you are righteous before God. God sees Jesus when he looks at you. And that's something really cool and gives us a peace. A peace of mind, right? The more you grow and mature as a Christian, the more of the training to be a hero you get through, the more you will realize God's grace and God's peace. Peace is that calm, inner, and outer feeling that all is going to be okay, and that all is okay right now. And it will even get better. It also comes through God and Jesus and is multiplied as you grow, as I just mentioned. Both grace and peace are multiplied as you grow as a Christian and mature. Both are from God and are given to you as a gift. And it's actually multiplied by your knowledge and understanding of him and studying his word. So we're going to spend some time studying and doing what God's word says. And it's amazing how the grace and peace grow in you the more and more knowledge you know of Him. And one other thing about grace and peace, those two items are missing from our world today or are highly sought after by people in the world today. And we Christians have both. We have what they want. And when people can see that you have those, they may ask you about them. And as Peter says in another area of his book, have a ready answer when they come to you and ask you about that. And then you get to share the gospel with them on their terms because they came to you and asked about it. So it's kind of like a witness, having grace and peace. And those two are foundational to be a hero. Our goal for this series is how to be a hero that will burst into heaven victoriously with our fists in the air, shouting for joy. 
and excited to see Jesus and give him a hug. In our next episode, we're going to get more into the training of how to do that. But in the meantime, your homework is to study the first chapter of the book of 2 Peter. And do that at least three times this week. All right? All right.